is Randy Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on every day! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. It is a victory week here on the Music Mania Podcast. All else be darned, we are celebrating a Super Bowl championship here in Kansas City, likes of which hasn't been seen around these parts in 50 years. I'll tell you what, just being a part of the city, being around, covering the team for as long as I have, being a fan for as long as I have, it is a culmination of many emotions, and it all kind of came to fruition last Sunday as the Chiefs uh, took down the San Francisco 49ers in comeback fashion. Uh, they were able to win that game 31 to 20, uh, down 20 to 10. With um, you know only seven minutes to go, and it's been a season of comebacks, the playoffs, um, you know all three games the Chiefs had to come back to win against the Texans, the Titans, and now it culminates in a Super Bowl victory. So that has eaten up a large portion of my time here as we've been uh, doing a lot for our sports site and the, the sports podcast that I host. Um, that is uh, Great American Sports Network, GASNsports.com. If you're a sports fan, if you're a football fan, um, college football, pro football, we cover a lot of different things. If you're into that, um, definitely check out the website, GASNsports.com. It's where all of our podcasts and articles are all, uh, all linked right there for you. So it's been a crazy week. It's been exciting. And now getting back into the music side of things, I'm actually getting ready to leave, sort of continuing the uh, victory celebration in Las Vegas this weekend. So Chiefs won a Super Bowl in Miami last Sunday. I'm heading to Las Vegas this weekend. There's an Aerosmith residency going on at uh, the Park MGM. So going to be checking that out on Saturday night. Going to give you a full report from that next week. Very excited about that. And going to be hitting up my good friends at Rating the Rock Vault. Uh, So excited about that. Rating the Rock Vault is... um, It is one of the best shows in Vegas, voted best in Vegas for something like five straight years. It's moved over to the Rio, and um, on this show, we're going to be, we got two great guests coming up here. I tell you what, we're going to be talking with uh, one of the vocalists from not only Rating the Rock Vault, which is just a bombastic celebration of um, all things rock music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, from many of the artists that contributed to these acts. Robin McCauley, he's also the vocalist for Black Swan, a special project featuring Jeff Pilsen. Reb Beach, Matt Starr, what a group they are. Black Swan, they have a new album coming out called Shake the World. It's due out February 14th. Robin McCauley, who literally just escaped death. He had a bout with sepsis just a few weeks ago, but he is back rocking. Um, unfortunately, he had to miss um, you know, the um, like 7,000 tons of metal crews due to this bout with illness, but he's back with Rating the Rock Ball, which is a great show in Vegas. Like I said, we're going to go cover that show. And uh, Robin also, of course, um, one of the singers of Michael Schenkerfest. Uh, he was a part of the Macaulay Schenker group back in the 80s. Now he's back out touring with Michael Schenker, one of the great guitarists of all time. And um, he, I was able to see this show in Kansas City uh, 
this past spring. I was able to see it in Vegas a couple years ago. So Robin McCauley, one of the great vocalists in all of rock and roll. You know him from Survivor. And I tell you, he has done so much. Macaulay Schenker Group, again, that era of MSG, absolutely, unequivocally my favorite time uh, for that group. So not only are we going to be talking with Robin McCauley, but bassist Martin Anderson from the band Steelheart, also going to be joining us on this podcast, guys. It is a show too big for just one guest. Of course, legendary rocker Steelheart have performing throughout the world for over 30 years. Um, they released an album, uh, it was just a couple years ago now, called through the worlds of stardust. And, uh, there's a single out you can go check out. It's a, a live version from that album called my dirty girl. Um, it was live, I believe from Korea. We're going to talk with Martin Anderson about his career. I mean, being the bassist and Lizzie Borden being the bassist in lynch mob and just kind of his journey from, uh, you know, growing up in Sweden to becoming, you know, over here in the eighties and becoming a part of Lizzie Borden. And again, you know, now in Steelheart for the last few years and Steelheart's a band that's really always been out there solidly gaining momentum. I mean, you think about them from the 80s and you think about, um, you know, the singer Milienko in that famous falsetto voice, the searing vocals. And not only that, but, you know, you think about um, some of the hits that the band, of course, had. Songs like Can't Stop Me Loving You, I'll Never Let You Go, She's Gone, Everybody Loves Eileen, Mama Don't You Cry. I mean, Steelheart is just one of those bands that you just, you remember from, the, and not only that, but uh, the singer Milienko, he voiced uh, Mark Wahlberg's character uh, in the movie Rockstar. Um, so, you know, you, of course, you think about the, the fictional band Steel Dragon from that movie, uh, Milienko providing the vocals for that movie. So super cool. Martin Anderson has a great story and can't wait to talk to both Robin McCauley and, of course, Martin Anderson. But before we get to our interview with Robin McCauley, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 23 years, a staple of the Northland. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. The time is coming to an end for CD Warehouse. They are going to close up shop. The inevitable is finally happening. It's sad to see it happen, but it is going to happen in May. You still have a few more months to go in there and talk and share stories and grab some of the merchandise there. They always have great stuff. Randy Ringers, the owner, he's one of my dear friends, helped me learn so much about uh, rock music. I worked at CD Warehouse when I was in college. CD Warehouse off Antioch Road in Gladstone. Guys, give them a visit. Tell them Music Mania sent you and there will be a discount or it's on us. It's Robin McCauley. I know you've been trying to call me, but I had an interview on the other line and he just wouldn't go away, man. <coughs> so I thought I'd call you if that's cool. Oh, it's absolutely cool. Thanks so much. And I and don't, don't you hate when they, they just won't go away? I, 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 would, I would never be that guy. Robin, we've had you yeah, on the right. show before. <laughs> <laughs> you, we've had you on before. And I guess... It's just really good to hear your voice because, I mean, the, the first thing we got to get out of the way is how, how have you been feeling? I know everybody was really concerned just a couple weeks ago uh, when you had your, yeah. your kind of a health scare there, man. You know, um, I didn't plan any of it, I got to tell you. I was uh, I was feeling just uh, peachy, and um, my wife and I were actually about to leave, leave the house, drive to Vegas, and pick up our flight to go to Florida for the... Uh, 70,000 tons of metal uh, cruise with Schenker and I won't make I won't get boring but I went from feeling chirpy and I just uh, got really cold and within the 20 minute window um, my body went into shock and I was uh, being rolled out of my house in a gurney and um, I had no symptoms I had no warning and apparently 
um, the diagnosis was that I somehow had uh, contracted the E. coli virus, wow. which caused a bladder infection, which caused a really bad UTI infection, which in turn caused sepsis, got into my bloodstream, was poisoning me, and was within a 12-hour window of uh, shutting down my organs and uh, consequently would have stopped my heart. And so um, I was in a critical stage for all overnight. And um, um, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I, again, no symptoms, no warning. And uh, don't know anything that I did to cause it or anything that I could have done to prevent it. It just, it just uh, it snuck up on me. So, and I'm a great believer that you don't just, you know, drop dead. You have to have some sort of an underlying symptom of yeah. something, right? And uh, um, I had nothing. <laughs> so I'm full of shit. I have no idea. <laughs> But I feel terrific right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear it. Your your wife was kind enough to post, uh, you know, uh, an update on, on Facebook just a few weeks ago, and now seeing that um, that you know, in just short order, you're you're back and ready to go. Are you cleared? Are you ready to go? For, uh, I know Rating the Rock Vault reopened at the Rio. Are you uh, ready to rejoin Rating the Rock Vault? Here? I am. I will. I will rejoin that tomorrow night. And uh, funny you should ask because um, when we were planning to leave for the Schenker cruise, um, the reason we were, because I live in L.A., so the reason we were going to Vegas was that uh, the cruise was over on the morning of the 11th of January, and the Rio, uh, which is the new venue for Rock Vault, um, also was opening on the 11th, so my flight out of Vegas and back to Vegas would have got me in early afternoon, and I was prepping to uh, be there on the opening night, and now it's been... Uh, that didn't happen, but I, uh, it's, you know, and that would have been on January the 11th, so tomorrow is um, February the 1st, and um, I plan to be there for the opening of tomorrow night, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a month, uh, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's awesome. It's been a busy time. And I'll tell you, the cool thing about this is, and I've seen Rating the Rock Vault now at the Tropicana and, I th and at the Hard Rock. And now next week, Robin, I'm going to be there um, February the, I think, 9th. I'm going to be there at the Rio. Uh -huh. So I'm going to be there. I've uh, Sir Harry Cal, good buddy of mine. We, uh, you know, you guys have yeah. done shows here in Branson, Missouri, which is pretty close to where we live, too. So I'm coming down yes, to Vegas. So I'll, I'll see you see next week, man. I'm excited to, yes. to see the show. That's awesome. Yeah, I never actually got to the Branson show. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because he keeps me in Vegas, but uh, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I know. we'll have a blast. We'll hang. It's yeah, absolutely. It's 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 unbelievable. It's been voted you know best in Vegas for I think five straight years. You guys do a great job. I can't wait to see it. You know, at the new venue. Thank you. You you guys have so much. You have so much coming up. I mean, we're talking about uh, Black Swan because I think um, I, I've been such a fan of of the videos that you guys have done so far and the singles that we've heard as the albums get ready to drop on February fourteenth. You guys just came out yes. with a video for Shake the World with a title track from right. the album. Just kind of talk about, for those that aren't aware, just kind of how this all formulated. I mean, we're talking about Jeff Pilsen on bass. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, Matt Starr, Reb Beach, tremendous guitarist, and, and yourself. How did this all kind of come about? Um, well, um, about um, 18 months, maybe two years ago, um, Frontiers had contacted me directly, um, wanted to do a record, wanted to put me in touch with uh, 
some songwriters that they use, uh, producers, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was very busy with Rock Falls and I was, I was on the road with Schenker. We were doing festivals. Um, we were uh, in Europe and we did uh, a, like a 24, 25 day US tour or something. And the timing just, the timing just wasn't right. And um, I also was in, in, in the frame of mind, I didn't want to just work with people that I didn't know and write something for the sake of it. And, and so the chips really weren't, you know, just the ducks weren't in a row kind of thing. Um, and so we decided that we'd uh, put it on the back burner for a while. And about uh, maybe the middle of last year, Jeff Pilsen called me one Sunday morning, and he goes, you know I do a lot of work. You know, Pilsen and I go back. Jeff Pilsen was my best man, just FYI. Wow, I didn't so, realize yeah, that. So That's we, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go back uh, very, like, you know, I've been married 20, 20, 27 years this year, so we go back. We go back. Thank you. We go back a very long way, and, of course, Pilsen and Kojak played on the last studio MSG album with Macaulay Schenker. Yeah. Um, so we have we have a long history. Jeff called me and he said, Serafina wants me to talk to you again about about making you know a classic rock record." And I said, "Yeah, he talked to me before, and you know the timing just wasn't right and everything." And he said, "So, how do you feel about writing with Red Beach?" And I went, huh, "Well, that's kind of a no-brainer, you know." <laughs> um, no, really. And and we we chewed the fat on that and and, and what what the idea was, what kind of a record it would be, you know. And and I don't like contrived sort of stuff. I just, you know, whatever comes up, we see what it is. And then we talked about a bass player, and he goes, no, I, I'll be producing it, and I'll get involved with, with the pre-production and the writing, uh, but I don't want to play bass on it. I want to kind of stand back and, and take a, a different look at it. And I said, yeah, we'll see about that one. So <laughs> the writing began... The writing began, Red came out to Jeff's studio out here in, in Santa Clarita. Jeff lives about near half hour from me. And um, they started writing, and I came in with some uh, melody ideas and lyrics, and the very first song that we actually came up with was uh, Big Disaster, which was just, which is the second single that was released last Monday. Shake the World was the first one. That came out, I think, January. Uh, no, actually, it came out just before Christmas. Yeah, December tenth. Uh, yeah, yeah, it came out uh, October tenth, right? Something like that. December tenth. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So, um, um, last Monday, twenty uh, seventh, uh, we released uh, "Big Disaster," which was the first song that we ever wrote. And Red started laughing when I came in with the idea. And he said, well, probably not a great title for the first record. <laughs> and the irony, the irony is that the day it dropped was my last day of antibiotics for this, this damn infection that I got. And people were going, dude, did you plan this, you know, big disaster? And I went, no, no, it sounds good, but no, I didn't. So, um, we started the, the writing, um, and it was very difficult because Red is just so crazy with his schedule with Whitesnake, and it's not Whitesnake, it's Winger. And then Jeff is equally as crazy with with, with Foreigner. Um, and so we 
basically sat and tried to put a writing schedule together. And it was like, oh my God, this, how, how is it ever going to work? It didn't work for me two years ago, whatever it was, you know, when we started talking about this. Um, but they really started, uh, they got into the woodshed and then they started uh, shredding and just flooding me with ideas. And they'd send me stuff and uh, it was sounding great and I'd write lyrics and melodies and I'd come back and Jeff and I would work on a pre-production sort of order on it and start chipping away at it until we were happy with the final, what we thought was the final arrangement and I would go and cut the vocal right there in the studio. And that's basically how it came along. We needed a name. Rev actually said, I like the name Black Swan and then they had to get clearance from that and Jeff had some ideas for uh, drummers and there was a bunch of names that the, the longer it took to put this thing together, uh, the less available they became. And I know Matt from Rock Vault, and I said, I kind of know Matt's schedule somewhat. And I said, why don't we get Matt? Matt was the perfect, uh, the cream on the, on the top of the cake, the icing on the cake. It was just great yeah. when he came in. And Tilson, of course, was still procrastinating. And so Reb and I were going, yeah, you know what? What are you going to do? You're going to bring one of these bass players, and all good bass players, I won't mention who they are, all great bass players, and you're going to bring them in, and then you're just going to show them exactly what it is that you've played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. we get to the change, and we're going to, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work, Jeff, so you're playing bass, and there you have it. And, uh, it was just, it just felt right. It just felt really good, and we didn't want to change anything. And I'd work with Jeff. Um, we were almost almost doing a rough mix as we'd go, and then he'd tweak it. And, and when he started sending the stuff to me, I kept saying, this is the best-sounding record I've ever actually been on. Wow. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I'm so happy with it. Um, it's... Uh, Purely from a vocalist standpoint, it's the best vocal sound anybody has ever has ever produced for me. And thanks to Jeff Tilton and Alexander Delvecchio from uh, Frontiers did the mix, and he did a fantastic job with Jeff's supervision on it. And uh, he's the key man, JT. And uh, when we got the final mix, we went, what is there not to like within the realms of Black Swan? You know, it's tremendous. and we love the name and we love the artwork and, and uh, I'm very, very happy with it. It will drop on Valentine's Day in February the 14th, which is also my, I have two boys, I'm twin boys, and they will also hit 21 on, um, on Valentine's Day. And my son Casey, um, who's a great little guitar player and a killer singer, he actually came to the studio with me a few times and does backups on about, I don't know, or more tracks on there. So um, it was a lot of fun to do. You know, I get to sing with my son, and uh, I get to work with Jeff Putin again. Red Beach was an absolute monster, you know? Oh. And um, um, it's, uh, it's, it's happy days everywhere. <laughs> it, it is. I'm so happy for you because this is, whenever I saw this pop up in early December, I'm like blown away because we have Jeff on the show at least once a year, and it's like, I hadn't heard anything about this, and when it popped, I was like, my God, that's Robin McCauley on vocals, and of course, Matt Starr, I mean, uh, from Mr. Big, and he plays with Ace Friendly, oh, yeah. and just, oh my God, all these guys, yeah. this, and then the chemistry, and you hear it in the songs, you see it in the videos, 
And the videos are important, Robin, now because that seems to be the best way to get uh, to get things going, to get momentum going. And uh, you've you've done one for Shake the World, the one for Big Disaster just came out, so that really has kind of helped you guys get the momentum going on this as well, leading up to the release. The videos are very important, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And you know, when we got together to do it. Um uh, it's not like we've been out touring and up on stage together, but the whole thing gelled so easily together. Like we've been we've been doing this together on stage for years, and there was just a great chemistry. And and I think all the elements with with Jeff and Rev and, and, and Matt just just feels right, you know. And um, the record label loves it. And there's a there's another single coming out on Valentine's Day, and. and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very happy. I'm very happy with it. And uh, I get back into rock vault mode tomorrow night. And uh, come March, we head for Japan with Schenker for Schenker Fest, um, which is already sold out. And we will be taking the last record, the Revelation record. We'll be out there doing that. And then we come back and uh, April, etc. We'll be going into the UK and into the rest of Europe also with Schenker Fest, and then I think later on in the year, possibly uh, a U.S. tour. So it's, um, wow. And, and and my big thing is, is because a lot of people are saying, when are we ever going to see Black Swan live? And my thing is, I hope you will see it live, because I, of all of the stuff, I'd love to do it live, because, um, you know, with, with Jeff's and Reb's schedule especially, I mean, every day you look at Facebook or Instagram, there's, you know, another tour announced, and you're going, how is this ever going to happen, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like everything else. Um, when the record drops on, 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 on the 14th, and we see what kind of feedback we get, I suppose that will be indicative of whether anybody wants to see it or not. You know, so far, the reaction has been extremely positive, so we couldn't be happier. You know? Yeah, the reception's been insane. I, I think it's just just tremendous. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, you talk about Michael Schenker Fest. Um, I have been fortunate enough to see uh, the show twice in the last couple of years in, in Vegas two years ago, then last uh, spring here in Kansas City. Um, I, I think it's just tremendous what uh, what you guys are doing with Michael Schenker Fest. He's always been one of my favorite guitarists, and to bring out all the singers, you know, yourself and, and you know, and Graham Bonnet and, and Doogie. It has just been unbelievable to see all those eras and UFO and the Macaulay Shanker group in the early days. All of it pulled in one. It is amazing. I mean, I was blown away both times, uh, Robin. And, uh, you know, obviously the Macaulay Shanker group, the, what you guys have, your section of it, really has always, you know, I think a lot of people would agree that's the most impactful version of the group. And that is, for me, 100%. And uh, to see that and see you involved in it has been tremendous. What's it been like for you these last couple of years? You know, um, the whole idea of it, when, when it was first introduced to me at Sweden Rock, uh, Michael's uh, legal people were calling because they were trying to get the logistics of the whole thing together because it really hadn't been done with, 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 with a, an iconic figure like Michael and then suddenly it's like, well, we have, we have three singers, you know? And I, uh, I was used to, throughout the Macaulay Shanker period, always singing some of Gary songs and singing some of Graham songs. And I went, oh my God, if we get a chance to actually do this together, there's such different phases, you know, and Graham never really toured with Michael. 
He yeah. did a song attack, which was just a phenomenal record, but never really toured. He did a, a, less than a handful of shows, and it was all over. Um, and there's the, some great stories behind him, behind that. So when Sweden Rock came up, we had a chance, all three of us, and we came in and we rehearsed, I and mean, we just laughed because, you know, we'd all heard different stories about each other, so now we're like, and of course we'd known each other, but now we're all in the same room with Chris Lynn and God rest his soul, poor Ted McKenna. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to chew the fat and go, what really happened? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and Michael is in such a great place, and um, I, I honestly believe he's playing better now. Than, than he ever did. I mean, it's just, he's, he's, he's a machine. But he has so much feeling and so much passion. And and and, and his his technique is, I mean, he influences a lot of guitar players, you know. So it was all Michael's idea to, to put this kind of a, a, a lineup together. And then it went on by adding Doogie, which of course was the Templar Rock phase. And as we hit Japan this time, there's some added extras. He's bringing in uh, uh, Barry Sparks uh, on, on guesting on bass, who was in one of the earlier MSG lineups. And he's also bringing in Simon Phillips, the second drummer. And he's also bringing in uh, Ronnie Romero, who guests on one of the songs on Revelation. So the the list continues to grow. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be just like. Ridiculously awesome! It would not surprise me if, if uh, as a result of uh, Shankerfest doing this, that you will see bands who've had more than one singer or members start to sort of jump on the bandwagon and, and do something similar. Yeah, you know, there just won't be enough hours in the day for a show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what was crazy. It was uh, in Vegas. I think it. I mean, you guys topped out at about three hours. It was insane. Yeah, we were we were close to, and I think we ran two hours fifty minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know. And then we laugh at each other because, you know, when he hits the guitar solo on rock bottom, we're, we, you know, we, we check our watches because it can go, it can go wherever he wants it to go. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it's always fascinating because, because we go, he didn't do that last night. This is pretty awesome, you know? And you think people would get bored after, you know, two minutes, you know? But they go, wasn't long enough. And yada, yada. You know, we're still doing it. It's, so, yeah. it's, it's awesome. I love it. It's a testament to, to, to Michael, one of the most innovative players of all time, and oh, you yeah. guys as vocalists that really bring that music to life. Huge fan of it. Robin, I'll tell you what, I'm a huge fan of it all, and I'll, I'll just leave you with this, man. It's going to be great to, to see you again next week. We'll catch up and uh, say hello, of course, after the show. Excited to see Rating the Rock Vault in the new venue. Just If you're in Vegas, you've got to hit the show up. Um, Black Swan, the album, is uh, Shake the World. It is available for pre-order now, so hit the band up on, on Facebook and Twitter, and you can get that link to pre-order the album. It comes out February 4th. 14th. I got it all in, Robin. I'm going to be able to let you go. I'm not going to keep you forever like the last guy. And uh, we just got to yeah. thank you. <laughs> I'm just so happy you're feeling better and you're back to like me. Oh, this dude, is, I'm, it, I'm going to thank you so much. Thank it was, you. And I'm sorry about the hold up. But, oh, uh, I never, think we can make it work out. Never a problem, brother. We will see you next week in Vegas. Uh, have a great one. Hope hope the, sh- uh, the you know your first show goes great and we'll uh, catch up here soon, my friend. All right. 
Stay well. Thank you. You bet, Robin. Thanks a lot. Huge thanks to Robin McCauley for joining us just a few weeks after his bout with sepsis where his life literally hung in the balance. Now he's back to rocking again. One of my favorite vocalists, literally of all time. Some of the work he's done in Survivor, Macaulay Shanker Group, uh, now Black Swan. That project is tremendous. So go ahead and pre-order that album. It's, again, Black Swan. It features Jeff Pilsen, Robin McCauley, Reb Beach, and Matt Starr. What a group those guys are. I mean, what a tr absolute just power group. I am so excited for them. Uh, the album Shake the World is uh, due in February. So be on the lookout for that. They have several videos already posted on YouTube. So just... Uh, Click in Black Swan Band into YouTube and you can check them out. They also have a Facebook page. So keep up with all the info. And now without further ado, we've got to bring on our second guest, Mr. Martin Anderson, bassist from Steelheart. Martin, it is so great to have you on the show, man. How is everything going? Good, good, good. I just, I'm at the studio right now, so I just want to make sure you can hear me okay because the reception down here is usually not the best. But. Hey, no, it's it sounds good from this end, man. It's uh, It's great to finally have you on the show. This is just a real treat for us. Um, busy time for you guys, man. I mean, Steelheart's got a b bunch of dates coming up, man. You guys are going on the Monsters of Rock cruises. Is, is this the first time doing the doing the Monsters of Rock cruise for you guys? Uh, and it's the first time. Well, it's, it's an interesting fact. Cause there's some, uh, you know, some stuff coming up because I uh, I actually have back surgery coming up on Monday. I'm not going to be on the cruise, brother. I, uh, oh my god. Sort of, uh, yeah, I got a couple of herniated discs, and um, now that they want me to get me in on Monday and uh, get surgery, so um, they have done the cruise, and I have done the cruises before with Lizzie, Lizzie Borden, but uh, yeah, so it's a kind of a bummer, but you know, health is more important, so just uh, kind of a development there. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is, and, and and best of luck with that. I mean, I know uh, Steelheart has a, has a lot of dates coming up this uh, this spring and summer. I mean, are, what, what's kind of the timetable yeah. for you? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm uh, I'll, I'll miss a few shows, uh, but uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, I'm, I'm you know a couple months I'll be good to go, and I'll be good to go for the summer and all the festivals. And uh, yeah, there's a lot more dates coming too that I've seen in the pipeline that has not been confirmed yet. But uh, you know, it's like, hey, are you available for these dates? And of course, you know, so there's a lot of stuff uh, coming up. So we just we're all very excited about. Well, this has been a really exciting couple of years for Steelheart. For Steelheart, of course, coming, uh, you know, the album Through the Worlds of the Stardust. You guys just uh, released kind of a live version single, uh, My Dirty Girl, which is uh, available on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, just kind of talk about what the last couple of years has been like for you, you know, being a part of Steelheart, uh, you know, a band that's just, you know, legendary and, and has done so many great things with a, with a tremendous lead singer, of course. But uh, this latest single, um, "My Dirty Girl," it's kind of a, kind of a, a live version of the song, and then the videos on YouTube. Yeah, just kind of talk about that, yeah. man. How cool that's been. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I, I, I have a lot of fun. It's just uh, you know because I was in Lizzie Borden for many, 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 many moons, and uh, and of course doing Lynch Mob and probably about six, seven years for George, and and um, really didn't know where to go after Lizzie sort of ended. You know, Lizzie back in you know whatever 2016, I think it was, and. And, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to, uh, to, to rock out with the guys in Steelheart now. And I had so much fun and they're such a great musicians and everything else. So it was just, uh, just being sort of one thing leading to another. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those funny things. Hey, you want to go do a little, you know, show in South Korea? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, and you go over there and they're freaking humongous over there. You know, it's like millions, like the Beatles over there, you know. Uh, you know, just that, that song, She's Gone, is 
It's, uh, I think, the number one karaoke song for the last 15 or 20 years over there or something like that. So, you know, it's a 50,000 venue, you know, right out of the bat, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, you know, from a musician standpoint, it's been a, it's been a blast. And like you said, we have the new live version, which is recorded. Um, I believe it was South Korea. It might have been Japan or something like that. But uh, yeah, you know, people can go to steelhard.com, of course, and, and buy the song. And if they want to, you know, support the band and, you know, get the MP3 version of it or, you know, whatever, iTunes or whatever, they can all go to steelhard.com to get it. And it's, uh, you know, it's a great fun song to play. And, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been, a, it's been a great couple of years, man. I'm glad to hear that. And I've just always been such a fan of, uh, Mil Yenko's voice. I mean, just a powerhouse vocalist, someone that like, you know, this was, uh, I think at the first Rocklahoma was the first time I saw Steelheart live, of course, you know, before you joined the band. But um, I remember, you know, him coming out and like, he's got no shirt on. This is like, you know, noon on a, in July uh, <laughs> and he's ripped at age like 50 and like, he looks amazing and the voice is still there. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, you know, you think about him in, in the eighties when he had the, the hair and he just had the like legendary hair and he looks amazing and he's got no shirt on and just the voice is there and just all the songs and playing the songs from like the, the movie, uh, the still dragon songs from Rockstar. I'm just like blown away. And then since then, I mean, it's just kind of progressed even more because, you know, and since you've joined the band last couple of years and uh, an album and a live album and all this stuff, this is, what's it like working with him? I mean, he's, uh, he's obviously quite a visionary. He's kept this, you know, this thing called steel heart together for 30 years now. Yeah, no, no, the, the guy, I, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you, because i very much blown away by his work ethics, and, and not only, you know, keeping his vocals together, because I think, what, he's 52 now, probably killing me for telling that, but, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, uh, but, you know, he, he sings amazing still, and, the, the, you know, the work ethics as far as the business, and, the, you know, keeping himself together, too, you know, he's going to the gym, and, you know, he always goes to the spa and, you know, take care of himself really, really well. And it just, it, it's, it, it was really refreshing actually coming in. To, you know, I'm not saying that any of these other bands are not, you know, have good work ethics, but, you know, just like, he's a really, really cool guy that, it, you know, has a great vision and he just really kind of just keep working and just, and like I said, keep taking care of himself, you know, on, on so many levels. So, you know, we, we've been having a lot of fun together, man. We get along real well. And, uh, you know, we clicked right away as far as, you know, as brothers. And, and, and uh, you know, I like to think that the sort of, uh, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I like to think on some level that, you know, me joining the band and everything else and has sort of, uh, you know, helped a little bit to, you know, keep the band going. And, and the fans think, you know, hopefully that embrace it and uh, think that I've, contribute a little bit to, to, to a little bit of the success, but we've got a long ways to go. So it's just, uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Well, you've definitely uh, more than contributed to, to the success. Uh, Martin, I've always been a fan of your work and I have to be honest, I'm, I'm a diehard Lizzie Borden fan. And you, you joined Lizzie this after master disguise, right? Early nineties before like the, the compilation greatest hits came out early nineties, right? Yes. I, um, I joined right, it was the Master of Disguise tour, which yeah. went on for freaking five years or something like that. I mean, we toured on that record for a long time. So yes, I joined, uh, I was probably about 18 at the time, I think, when I joined, and uh, it was, you know, like 91, something like that, 90, 91, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had just come, I mean, yeah, something like that. Um, and, you know, I spent uh, 30 years with Lizzie, you know, it's a, a long freaking time, you know, longest relationship I've ever been in, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, I can relate to that one. Um, so it's uh, it's it's interesting because I feel like Master of Disguise is like is such a polarizing album amongst Lizzie Borden fans. It's like, I mean, it's either you absolutely love this or it's not their favorite. I, I, to me, Master of Disguise is awesome. Uh, love that era. And I think that I was such a fan from the, from the early days on, on to then. And then 2018, um, Lizzie Borden releases My Midnight Things, his first album since Appointment with Death, which was which was freaking amazing from 07. But you, were you not a part of Appointment with Death? Were you not a part of that at all? Appointment with Death, I was very yeah. much involved. But yeah, I, I, I co-wrote about six or seven songs on that record. So, uh, you know, Tomorrow Never Comes and Appointment with Death title track is... Uh, uh, you know the, the song, uh, I, the, the music idea I brought in. Of course, Lizzie writes the lyrics and you know melodies and, and so forth. But yeah, the Sixers. I, I was I would say about seven songs I co-wrote on that record. Well, uh, yeah, I misspoke there. I meant uh, the late, his his latest one, My Midnight Things. Uh, no, 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 no. The, I was not involved in that. And, um, but you know, some of the songs we had you know sort of worked on before. But you know, it's, uh, it's all Lizzie. So he had, a, he had a little different vision, and it happens, and it's no hard feelings. I mean, I, you know, he, he's got a way of looking at it, and, and, and you know, uh, we just had some great times together, and that's really all I'm going to say about that, really, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of bummed out that uh, it, it's kind of a weird thing because someone actually pointed out to me, they sent me a picture, and it was, Steelheart, Lynch, and and Lizzie Borden, and goes, here's thirty years, thirty something years of your life right here. And I go, you're right. I have three, I have two ex-wives and the current <laughs> wife on this boat, you know. And now I can't go because I gotta, you know, go have surgery. But you know, and um, um but hey, <laughs> it's uh, it's a. Uh, you know, I wish everybody luck, and you know, from what I understand, we have pretty much a brand new band, and and I think they're doing well. So, and I heard the record is doing well, and so you know, it's just uh, he gave me a shot when I was eighteen, and you know, right off the boat from Sweden, and here's a guy who gives me a shot in his band. So, how, how can you uh, have uh, you know? any kind of hard feelings against that, you know? I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. Well, I, I, it's completely understandable, and I tell you, I, you know, I was such a fan that, like, I actually, um, I'm only 35, so I'm in high school whenever I was, um, Deal With The Devil came out, amazing album, yeah. and you guys were here, yeah, right. you guys were here in Kansas City, and I'm, I'm in high school, I'm 18, and the club is like 21 and over, and I have to, like, scam my way in, I'm, and, like, so it was still, like, the most insane thing I've ever seen, it was, like, this tiny club called Davies Uptown Ramblers Club here in Kansas City, and I mean, it was like that show was fit for a, a, such a large, large audience. That's what I've always loved about visual bands. And what I loved about your era of Lizzie Borden is it was so visual and the show was so stunning and the music was so great. It was just like blew me away in this tiny club. And it's like a memory I have to this day of sneaking into that club and, and seeing you and you were, of course, in the, in the band at the time. So, you know, you made quite an impression uh, on me as a, as a high school uh, a high school senior back then, man. So. Oh, thanks, thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's one thing with Lizzie that he always had going for him is he's like, I don't care if we're playing a club here or we're doing, you know, a, a festival show. We're putting on the same show, you know. We're not taking any days off. And, and um, I, I think in many ways that, that helped my work ethics as well. Uh, you know, that's always been important to me. So, um but what I was going to say, which is kind of funny, is that it, it is very interesting how a lot of uh, you know, 
I would say kids at the time, they sort of grow up with this and then they, they move on and they carry, you know, I, 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 how can I say this, powerful positions, you know. I mean, I remember I was on the Lynch uh, tour bus in New York one time and, and I, I'm the only one on the bus and there's someone knocking, you know, dun, 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 on the bus and I'm going, what the hell, you know, we're in the middle of New York, we're parked, everybody's out doing the sightseeing thing, whatever. And it keeps knocking and I was like, okay. And I was just like, finally I go open the door and, and the guy's like, he flashes some, you know, I can't, like an FBI badge or something in <laughs> a suit and everything. And, and he goes, uh, you know, you, you know, what's going on? And it's like, I'm thinking, you know, shit, you know, it's a raid on the bus, right? I mean, you know, all kinds of things going through my head. And he goes, I just want to say, you know, thanks for getting me through high school. And, you know, I'm a huge Lynch fan. And then, you know, and, um, you know, I just want to know what kind of what songs you're doing tonight. I'm just trying to get down there, and you know, so it's really, really cool how some of these guys that you know they get, they were in high school at the time, and now they're you know, like I said with Lizzie, we got invited to the White House because uh, you know, I, you know, this is you know years and years ago now, but we got a private tour of the White House because one guy that you know, administrative guy, was a big, huge Lizzie fan, and then when we played Washington, we we got invited to. A, you know, a private tour of the White House, which is really, really cool. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad we could have scarred you a little bit there on your <laughs> club experience. <laughs> yes, well done, uh, I might add. And, you know, so it's it's crazy because you think about, you know, you, you mentioned being from Sweden and, and coming over here. I mean, just for you, what's this journey been like for you? I mean, obviously, you, you we've talked, you know, at great length about, uh, about, about the Lizzie Borden years, uh, of course, playing with Lynch Mob. Uh, who I'm a huge fan of as well. We've had George on the show several times, and uh, now with Steelheart, and just still and still so active, and still you know with with these legendary bands. What's this personal journey just kind of been like for you over these thirty years? Is it kind of surreal? Or are you like, man, what the where did the time go? Like, yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's a combination of all of the above. I think no matter you know, it, it is really weird. I mean, in some ways, it feels like I just got off the boat yesterday, so to speak. But at the same time, there's many memories and there's so many different type of memories from you know from various different types of band you know lynch mob from lizzie to steelheart it's very you know very different personalities and so yeah i mean it's 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 it's, it's mind-blowing and, and i like to think on some level that you know no millionaire but i i keep saying this i, I always tell people i go i'm no millionaire and as you know there's not a lot of money in 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 some of those, you know, metal in the 80s, metal, unless you're on the high-end things of, 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 of the spectrum. But, uh, you know, I always say, hey, you know, I got paid to do my hobby for a living, and I'm a millionaire, but, you know, I never had a Monday in my life, really. And that I am very, very grateful for. I love that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that quote. I, I'm going to use that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's really crazy, and, and it, it's, I'm just so, you know... Happy for you that, that you're a part of Steelheart and, and being able to do this. Um, I got to ask you about Sweden because there seems to be sort of in the last decade, Sweden has really produced some really amazing, um, you know, hard rock bands that are sort of in the vein 
uh, of the 80s. They call it the new wave of, of British sleaze, which, or I'm sorry, the new wave, the new wave of Swedish sleaze, confusing that with yeah. the new wave of British heavy metal. Um, but the, the new wave of, of, of um, Swedish sleaze, bands like Crash Diet and uh, bands like Reckless Love and Crazy Licks, who I'm a huge fan of. I don't know if, how familiar you are with some of those bands, but what is it about Sweden that's just so embraced? And, I, and I've had Crazy Licks on the show. They love, they're huge Lizzie Borden fans. They just really embrace that, that, that 80s style and really ran with it. I mean, what is it about your homeland of Sweden that, 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 that kind of spawned I, you that? Know, it, it, I don't know. That, it's funny. And some of those bands you mentioned, we, they they open for us and things like that. So they're, they're all cool guys, you know, and I, I try to keep track as much as I can. But, you know, it seems like it's going in sort of time periods because you had the Sleaze sort of era, but before that you had the Shogun, all those kind of the, the hard, you know, the Gothenburg kind of uh, uh, hardcore uh, stuff that came out, if you remember, you know, and of course you have Opus and a bunch of other cool bands. But, but um yeah, it, it is a really weird uh, country as far as that, because when I came over, there was really nothing uh, coming out of Sweden. I mean, yes, you had Europe, you had England, Malmsteen, and you had ABBA, and I think Roxette, right? So there's like four bands that I could do. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing something, but you, you had like those four guys, the four bands that was that was big. Um, but and then, of course, I come to L.A., and then they start producing all this other stuff, and it's just... Uh, uh, it's a weird thing because it's you know it's a country with ten million people, and um, and I'll, I'll tell you what the secret is. I think why that Sweden is producing so much cool stuff is that because they have a lot of cool after school programs that are funded. I mean, I know I had a, a there was two rehearsal studios in my uh, in my high school. You know, so That's awesome. you can just go roll roll down there, and it's just they're very encouraging as far as uh, you know. You know, the, the arts and, and, and music and in general and they see the the value in in music for you know for, for kids and teenagers and so forth and and um, you know I try to take a little bit of that in you know my the classical to rock you know charity that we that I'm part of and that I founded so I just uh, um, I it's very important, and I think that is the key. That you know, they they basically have an ice rink in every corner, or they have a rehearsal studio or something. That's why you know the NHL they have a ton of Swedish players because you know there's um, there's a big uh, uh, big support for after school programs, and I, I feel that we're lacking that a little bit over here. Unless you have money to do after school programs and things like that, it's uh, a lot of kids, a lot of Michael Jordans, that never get the chance, you know. That is awesome. That's really good information and makes a lot of sense. Um, very cool from uh, your homeland of, of Sweden there. Um, Martin, I can't tell you how much this has, has meant to us, man. And I'll tell you, guys, you can go over to steelheart.com. You get all the tour dates, uh, which uh, start here at the Monsters of Rock Festival. Unfortunately, Martin will be uh, down for that one. Just uh, down but not out because uh, he'll be back and the dates run all the way through July. I'm going to try to myself. I think I'm going to be in Vegas for that golden uh, nugget show on the July 24th. So definitely excited oh, yeah. to, to see, see the show, man. Uh, best of luck. I hope everything goes well with the back surgery. I know that's delicate and I know, you know, uh, we interview a lot of athletes too. Um, so, and we know that how delicate that can be. So hope that goes well for you, Martin. I hope that's not uh, too debilitating, man. I hope you can get up uh, back on your feet soon, my friend. Thanks, Clint. I appreciate it very much. And yeah, let me know if you're, uh, you know, if you're, if you're coming to Vegas, and I know there's a lot more tour dates that will be released too, but yeah, if you come to Vegas, you know, I'll uh, make sure I get introduced to Millie and all that stuff. And, oh, yeah. So, that, that'd be sweet, so. man. Thanks so much. It's just such a pleasure 
best of luck, man. We'll definitely catch up soon. And if not, definitely see you out there somewhere in the stratosphere this summer, my man. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Thanks, Clint. You bet. Thanks a lot. Huge thanks to both of our guests this week, Robin McCauley, Martin Anderson. Guys, we love to keep these podcasts loaded. Doing these interviews is what it's all about for me. That's why we keep this podcast going after all 160 episodes now. All the interviews, all the stories, that's what you come to hear this show for, and we appreciate it. Also appreciate you hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, also on Stitcher or Spotify, so anywhere you choose to take in your podcast, you can subscribe to the show. We always appreciate you leaving some feedback, maybe a star rating. helps us continue to get these great guests for you guys here on the show, the feedback and uh, the support is so helpful for us. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on all three. So just uh, search Music Mania Podcast and connect with us that way. Always, We always appreciate hearing the feedback and we would be glad to, to talk about anything you want to talk about. I'm always available. I have no life. So let's make that happen. Um, big thanks again to our guests. Uh, big thanks coming up. I'm going to Vegas this weekend. Going to have a live report from Aerosmith coming up next week. Some big interviews. I'm, I have already some backlogged here. So I'm like trying to kind of play the waiting game and see just how I'm going to lay out these interviews. But I know we have Kevin Martin, the vocalist um, from Candlebox coming up. And we have Brian Titchy coming up. Um, I know I have Lips from uh, Anvil coming up. A lot coming up, guys. It's going to be exciting. Thanks so much for joining me on the Music Media Podcast. As always, back next week once again. <laughs>